Hello and welcome back to the field trip. This is the field trip to Red Larch, episode number three. In our previous episode, our characters managed to fight off a spectral spirit that was guarding a tomb outside the city of Red Larch. After we defeated it, we went further into the tomb, found its treasure, and left it there because we're not very good adventurers, apparently. In fact, our only strength seems to be wasting time, as you can clearly hear in Rocky's voice as we get into episode 3. To be fair, I was constantly pestering him off air saying, we've got to get done tonight, we've got to get done tonight, and then we continued in character to waste as much time as possible. Anyway, we, uh, we wrap up the tomb, we head back to Red Large to wrap up a few loose ends, and then we finally start making our way out towards Lance Rock, which is where this section of the adventure for us is going to end. So here is The Field Trip to Red Larch, episode number three. And also, I think you'll agree that the audio in this episode sounds much better than the last two. Thank you. So uh, after the, the near-death experiences... I would like to, uh, I ask, I need time to uh, investigate to see if we can, uh, uh, what information we can gain from this place and uh, to rejuvenate myself. Take time that you need, brother. Yes, so I summon water and I, 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 uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, use it to to cool the area where I was hit and I rest and and, uh, if somebody, if you wanted to detect magic, then you could, brother. Actually, I cannot. <laughs> I will check the surrounding area. But then I'll uh, I'll detect magic Just as the do ritual. A perimeter. Room. Okay. Weasel will take a bigger perimeter. So do your like you could track the you got high enough you could probably continue to track the the giant tracks and the like you could probably track them if you wanted to. I will. Uh, I'll be aware of where they're going, but my main intention is to make sure nothing attacks us while he's healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Sweet. So you're just going to watch the perimeter. Yeah. You're not actually going to go out and start doing roaming patrols or nothing. Yeah, but okay. I, I will definitely be aware of the tracks that are out of the ordinary, like the big ones and stuff. So Okay. You take your rest, and you guys aren't interrupted, so you can spin your hit die if you want to. Five hit points back. So you guys take a short break, about an hour, taking some time and stuff, and then during that time you can cast the ritual for detect magic because it's not really strenuous or nothing. So are you going to do that inside that first room? Yes. Okay, so you can detect, like, necrotic energy, like, dissipated, and it's clearly, like, where the ghost was and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. The stone slab, it gives off some, like, conjuration where you guys summon the different things. And then the, the door doesn't give off any... There's residual necrotic where he passed through it, but there's no... The door itself... Nothing is magical. No. Immediately pinging. No. Uh, will I maintain it uh, for a period of time? Uh, ten, ten minutes, I believe. And uh, I ask if we should continue further deeper into this place. Or perhaps investigate someplace less uh, haunted. But it appears that there was some truth to this matter. The door does appear to be stuck as well. Like it's rusted. It's not rusted shut, but it's rusted and it's made it where it's like doesn't fit properly and it's a bit stuck. I do not think that the uh, that the cultists, the men in the masks, have anything to do with this place. The ghost, perhaps, but if 
I don't see that that is the issue that we are facing. Yes, the uh, if there is something amiss here, I'm sure man has something to do with it, or at least some humanoid. I have felt it. Uh, What's say you, brother, Bandhar? I say, uh, we investigated the tomb. Now it is time to investigate the skull and the arrow. Very so well. you, you do not want to, to go further past this door? I don't know. I don't like seeing one of my brothers almost killed. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. My life didn't flesh before my eyes are. On the other hand, I am worried about this little girl. You would also know, Saltaba, because you are a man of faith, you would know that ghosts are created normally when something happens and like you have to do that thing to get rid of them when you kill a ghost it's normally like 24 hours before it comes back Mm -hmm. you're pretty confident that going through that door again is not going to cause it to come back um i'm not saying go through the door i'm just saying that you're not going to face the ghost again you're going to die but you're not going to die from the thing that almost killed you well unless you take another 24 hours and then you (laughs) will die from that thing I would say let us at least let, let us check what is behind this door. Bantar, open the door. Yes. All right, I open door. Bantar uh, smash. Bantar smash. So you put your shoulder into it. Go ahead and roll your athletics. That is a 14. Okay, so you hit it, and it is solid. It does not, it, like, budges, but it doesn't open. It. Hold on. I didn't realize it was so shut. Yeah. Let me try this again. I get a running start, and I... Just uh, my club. Okay, I'll give you advantage on the check with your yeah. charge. <laughs> Is it athletics? Proficient in athletics? Yes, I am. Okay. B- Banthar, do not slip on 14. The, uh, blood. So, so that is it. Mm. So what is it? 14. I rolled. Very okay. bad. So again, you put your shoulder into it, and it it makes a very loud noise, but it does not The open. door won't open, guys. Move it on. Should, should we tell him that it's a pool door? <laughs> Yeah. I, I was just going to let them smash it. <laughs> so, you mean so, it's ca- kind uh, of funny to watch. <laughs> and tar the door, the door opens at the uh, pool. I'm working here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I will attempt to pull the door. Uh, and shit. you pull it open with a four plus four advantage. Okay. So you fifteen. So you, so sixteen. So you charge it by charging <laughs> backwards, but yeah. <laughs> But this time you do manage, like, you are just shaking it and you manage to pull the door and it, like, it makes a grinding noise as the, you do manage to unstick the door and it opens. I'd be like, well, if anything... We'll never speak of this again. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things we're not going to speak of. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, if anything didn't know we were here, they know we're here now. So it goes another 15 feet. There's another uh, hallway similar to the one you guys just came from. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it opens into another chamber. And inside this chamber, you can see a sarcophagus that sits to where you're looking at the side of it from mm-hmm. where you are. Uh, and there's a treasure chest at the base of the sarcophagus. There's a blue f- uh, kind of tinge to the room. And as you move closer and get to the room, dirt. you can see that there's like ever-born ever tur- torches magic. around. And uh, you can detect like whatever the like permanent spell is for... Yeah, I think it's conjuration. Yeah. It's probably conjuration. But yeah, you, you can detect that sort of magic coming from the torches. Mm-hmm. So. It'll be like, well, I put my crossbow away and pull out my my shield, and I'll be like, who wants to go first? How close do you have to be to. 60 feet, I think. 60 feet, okay. I 
think. It's or it's eye shot or thirty feet. It's either thirty or sixty, but yeah, like yeah. either way, you're close enough. This this room is that this room is actually twenty by twenty. It's actually smaller than the this, the first section that this you guys is the were empty chamber. Yeah, and you you can see that there's the sarcophagus, and as you get into the room, you can actually see that there's a like a relief of a looks like some kind of knight or soldier or something, and he is holding a sword. Uh, he has his hands in front of him. And he's holding a sword, and the sword looks to be real. So, as long as it's not another not ghost, because I'm going to relief I'll myself. Ha- no, I'll have everybody roll a uh, either a Kana check or a history check or a religion check to determine if you know the story of this sword. What about nature? No, <laughs> I have a 14 on religion. This sword is—it's a famous sword, and it's the religious side of it that actually you realize the person who owns a sword i'll get his name in a second whose name escapes me yeah his his name escapes you it at the is time is lost in the annals of but, history yeah but you annals. do annals. you annals do of history you do remember the pronunciation that is a black hole yeah you do remember reading of a tale a knight who used a sword called talon and it was a like a radiant flame tongue sword like basically this sword it would in combat, it used to be sheathed in fire, and it's a like radiant, like white fire, and it was known throughout the land. Like it's a famous sword. I uh, would, and uh, this point looks it out. like that sword. I'd be like, this is this must be the tomb of. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but his sword was Talon, and it. Uh, uh, I remember the sword. It was, in, it was the emblaz- guy's name completely escaped. It, it was emblazoned. It was emblazoned in flame in battle. Uh, it, uh, perhaps this could be his tomb, and I, uh, I start to move up to be like, oh, this, this, uh, is this his place? Is this the final resting place of Talon? Brother, and be wary. It's uh, probably guarded and warded by spells and traps. I, I see no traps. Let Banthar no go magic. first. <laughs> I see no magic. Yes, Sir Ravondar. I mean, oh, uh, Sir Ravondar. No, I, that's not it. That's, no, that's not. As it. I touch, as I touch and lick everything in the room, and then you. <laughs> You do detect magic coming from the sword. Oh. And you, like the chest at the base, you don't detect any magic. The sarcophagus, you don't. But the sword itself, you do. And it's a an abjuration and conjuration coming from this sword. I, um, I'd be like, this might be the very fabled sword. And you, and you do know, like it did summon flames when he fought with it. Yeah, but, I would. Uh, I would pull it from its its uh, its hold, and uh, I would ready an action to shoot the golem when it comes to life, and he pulls <laughs> yeah. the sword. Something yeah. tells me a golem okay. might appear. So when you pick up the sword, it easily comes away from the soldier that's holding it. The relief mm-hmm. of the soldier that's on the sarcophagus, it easily comes away, and you lift it up. You look at the sword, and it immediately turns and tries to stab you. Ah! <laughs> Brother, no, you have so much to live. Well, I mean, not really, but don't kill yourself. This is why I, I actually, pull out first, the first, I objects. need you to roll a... Initiative. I don't no, stab I, yourself roll. I need to determine it, basically, if you recognize it. Perception, I guess, to see if you realize that it's <laughs> animated before it tries to attack you. Because if not, it'd be like you didn't know it was coming. A 10. Or my passive is 15. Well... It's deception would be like horrible. Actually, no, it actually looks like a sword when it's not moving. So I'm going to give it advantage. 
but there's no addition to it. So no, it. As soon as you start to pick it up, you see it start to like vibrate, and as you pick it up, you realize as soon as you pick it up and get it in your hand that this is a animated sword, and it turns and tr like tries to stab you, and you manage to hold it and pull it away. Uh, but you're like wrestling with this thing. I try to uh, chuck it. <laughs> And, like, basically, <laughs> as soon as it tries to stab you, you you have to let it go to get out of its way. And it and then that's where we're at now. So now everybody okay. roll initiative. Okay, so Valshawn, you see him pick the sword up, and it immediately animates and flies past him. And he manages to get out of the way of it. It's like the Australia. Everything here is trying to kill me. Yes. <laughs> uh, second verse, same as the first. Firebolt to the hilt <laughs> of the sword. That would be a ten. That's a miss. You sure? Yep. Damn it. So Damn. you you manage to like hit the sword, but you don't hit it hard enough to do any damage and to then it. Then I'm going to Captain Kirk roll just because it looks cool. Okay. <laughs> and then Sultaba. So um, you just had this sword fly right past you. Sultaba is going to bat. Is this thing uh, right right next to Sultaba? Yes. Like okay. it flew out of your hand and it's right beside you. Okay. Try to. I pull out my spear and I try to stab out at it, and I try to stab th this this sword. I stab it hard for yep. uh, six <laughs> points of damage. Be like back, back, back. So your your spear like strikes the sword itself, and it actually like chips away at the the sword. You can tell like you did damage it. Okay. Like it was a good connection with it. It was a solid hit. Okay, and then Bantar. I will thorn whip the sword and pull it towards me. Okay. Yes. It is a spell attack. 18. That will hit. Okay, it takes 1d6 damage, and then it is pulled 10 foot closer to me. 6 damage. And then I will use the rest of my actions to pull out my spear. Ah, oh, God, Bantar! No, man. <laughs> Sorry, wrong spear. So you the pull sheath that. So you pull your spear out, and you like you've pulled this thing towards you, and so then it's going to attack you. Mission accomplished. That's a miss. So your thorn whip is still holding onto it as it's coming at you, and you manage to offset its direction just enough to where it. I'd be like, keep it down, yeah. keep it down, so so uh, Valshan can blast it. Very well. Valshan bless it with a critical success. Mm -hmm. Natural twenty. 12 points of damage. Excellent. All right. So you hit this sword, and it shatters into thousands of pieces, and it just trickles down like glass and just, like, bounces off of the ground. And then after a couple seconds, it after the ringing stops and stuff, it disappears, and it reappears on the on the casket. In the same location? Yeah, on the, like, inside the, the thing. How about you stop putting your cock on everything in the room? <laughs> My, it's just my hands. Is and it even worth it for us to investigate your, any further? Your detect magic, though, shows that it's now inert. Like, it's not... It just appears to be a plain sword right now. Is it appear magical at all? No. Okay. Like, the magic's no longer... It's got uh, residual magic, but it's not... Okay, well, I'd uh, be like, uh, the magic uh, that animated this thing has dissipated. We have uh, surpassed another trap here. Uh, yet we are no closer to our goal. Uh... <laughs> As I start to push the sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so Show off. You, you can see that inside the sarcophagus that there is a corpse that's very 
desiccated. Decayed and desiccated and stuff like. And it's it's wearing armor. It basically looks exactly like the armor that the the relief is wearing. Is there anything else in this room that I see? The treasure chest. Oh. At the base of the sarcophagus. Okay. And then uh, Do I see anything of the, worth? The remains that? are on like a silk cloth. I'm um, do, I don't want to be like I, I like, do, you, you would have to move them to search, basically. I, I don't want to uh, disturb this, this man's rest any more than we already have. So I'd be like, um, shall we uh, investigate the, the treasure chest to see if there's anything that will lead us towards the clue? Or We are here. We might as well. Or uh, just leave this place and leave this man to his uh, frightful rest. I say we loot the hell out of all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bantar. He doesn't need it anymore. You will want more peace when you are resting. When I am resting, I will be a pile of mud. People will walk all over me. Brother, I love you. You are a worthwhile <laughs> member of our team, and I value your contributions to the success of our mission. If I knew what sarcasm would was, I would be sensing it right now. What you do notice is that at the base of the sarcophagus, written in the stone, like <clears throat> on, the, on the edge of it, which mm-hmm. is just above the treasure chest, is the name Relvander. And when you see that name, you immediately realize that is who you were thinking of this time, who had this sword called Talon and everything. And then you know that Imdar Relvander, he works at the All Face Shrine in Redlark. Oh, so he he would be like a long descendant. ancestor descendant. I'd be like, uh, this uh, is the this is the great great something of uh, Relvander who works in the town now. Perhaps we could speak with him. Uh... I am disinclined to take anything from his remains. Well, there, from what you've seen so far, there's nothing in there, but there's you haven't opened chest. the chest. So, Yes, maybe we should just take a peek inside. You open like, the chest, and there's a silk. There's a like a thing of silk. Mm-hmm. Like, Bolt. And, and it's almost completely shriveled to nothing, like it's been here so long. Okay. But there appears to be a false bottom on the treasure chest. I lift it up. Yep, and you find a gold necklace with a, a locket attached to it, and you find two rings that are silver and electrum, like spiraled around. Silver and electrum. Yeah, like the sil- they're like braided, like nice. the rings. I, and there's any, two of those rings that does are. Does like anybody think detect his magic? No, does not fit. I'd be like, these are nothing is of use to us here. These are just his. Items that he's left. I do not know why uh, why we were drawn to this place, but uh, we do have we have gained a piece of information that I, I do not want to take any of this man's artifacts. I see no value in this. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. where will you guys go next? We want to go to where the arrow and the skull head with the bad feeling squirrel was. Yes. Okay. So when you guys leave this place, you guys don't get attacked by anything. Yay! Uh, because you successfully managed to dodge the. Uh, the bullet there by not setting the alarm off. Are you sure that uh, that cage was pretty loud? <laughs> so, you, yeah, but it was deep inside the tomb. So you guys travel further northeast, and you go up to the trail, and you find the rock they call Circle Rock, and it's basically like this rock that has like waters like dripped on it, and it's like formed a little circle in the like a little pool inside of this rock. So you find that, and there's a, basically just like this squirrel says. There's a deer trail that you know about. You take that deer trail and you go through and sure enough, you find a arrow that's sticking through a skull and it's in the it's in the top the forehead part of the skull 
and there's a black arrow and it looks like there's like some kind of like a letter like wrapped around the parchment or something wrapped around the actual arrow. Say be careful. And it's a black arrow with like black fletchings. Is that of significance to us? Careful. The squirrel said be you, careful. You would know that the Cragmall goblins, like they frequently use these black arrows and stuff, but whether that's what this is, you don't really know. I will repeat what I said the squirrel said about it was drawn to it, and every time it comes back, it feels drawn to it. Well, if And to you, use caution. If you will give me the time, I will use uh, Saloon's eyes to see if there's something amiss here. Yes. Sure. So I start setting out uh, pieces of ritualistic thing, and I will detect magic. So you detect... <laughs> you, you feel like almost like a fear spell or something that's on this thing. Like, whatever school that fear fears, would I think fear is necromancy. Maybe. Fear is an illusion magic. Correct. That's what know. you're detecting. So uh, you do feel like an illusion magic coming from this, and it feels almost like ancient. Like it does not feel... It doesn't feel like it's... It feels like it's been there a while, like this illusion magic. And the as you get closer, you can see that there is... The parchment actually looks like skin. Flesh. It, yeah. yeah. It okay. looks it, it looks like it's been dried and it's mm-hmm. yeah. like basically and there's like something written on it but there's you can't read it cuz it's like wrapped around. I'd be like something ancient has left this here and it uh it it uh does not settle with me well whatever this is. We have been drawn here. What are you guys doing with this thing? I fear no goblin face and I'll just reach over and grab that arrow and yank it free. <laughs> the Rocky's eyes just got really oh, wide. Yeah. So you grab the arrow, and it does feel like you get this sense of dread, like washes over Sauron's you when you eye. Grab it. Suddenly, suddenly focused on me. Yeah, and you can. Um, you get the sense of Jenga tower. Are you going to unravel the thing and read it, or yes, yeah, I will, might, I will I mean, read the black like, speech. When you pull the arrow out, like this skull just shatters to dust and just falls off the the tree, and then when I draw my weapons as soon as he oh, goes. Snap. So you open the parchment, and it looks like it's actually dyed human skin. And you open it. It says three lines. The first line, it says, The last laugh. You'll be next. Valk Londor. Do I recognize that name? Nope. Do I? Nope. Do I? (laughs) Yep. Ah. You recognize that it's an unrecognizable name. No. Yeah. Tell me what that says, because I can't read. Weasley telepathically tells you in your mind, I think I worked for a guy named Volklant. No. Yeah. No, it's down, it's down, Weasel. Not a name any of you guys have heard. I believe that we have come to another dead end. <laughs> so perhaps uh, we should take our investigations back to town. I see mm-hmm. what you did there. I look for Squirrely's nuts. I told him I'd help him with this nut problem. Well, his nuts are way by the tree that you found him at. Have no nuts here then, huh? Yeah. Okay. So now where would you guys like to go? Well, there's the camp uh, south of the village. We haven't... You've got the camp and you've got Red Larch, uh, or sorry, uh, Lance Rock. Let's, uh, let's go to Lance Rock. That sounds like a nice place. We're to already have a south, picnic lunch. right? So we, we're, we're closer to Lance Rock. No. No. You guys are northeast. Uh, opposite direction. Yeah. Both of them are. Lance Rock is southwest of Red Larch and the camp is southeast of Red Larch. Let's walk, let's circumnavigate the planet and come back around <laughs> towards the Lanthrock. There's always the short way. It's on the way. There's always a long way. 
I would like to check out Lance Rock. It is the source of these odd earthquakes, we've been told, and tornadoes. Yes, um, this uh, this seems like it would be a good place for us to travel to then. Okay, so is that where you guys are going next? I believe I shall lead so. them there, swiftly. I follow. So this is, like, coming from where you guys are at, like, north of here, like, this is going to be, like, a good day's travel, mm-hmm. like, to get there and stuff. So just roll to attack me. Okay. So it, it's probably- I bet you five <laughs> bales <laughs> that I get attacked. So uh, <laughs> so it's probably about two days travel, I think. I go the the druid way that only druids know. <laughs> I just take the path. Yeah. It, yeah. It's about 25 miles away, so it would be one full day's travel. Do so, we pass by town again or no? Yeah. Do we want to do anything in town when we pass by or no? I would just like to leave a note for our 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 brother saying at the end that yeah. we're here and we're investigating things as we see fit. So, but uh, barring that, I don't see any other reason or anything else to talk to. I mean, there's a lot of people to talk to, but I want some more cheesy poofs. You guys leave a note for him to say, like, if you come back through, blah yeah. blah blah. Okay, or anybody hunting. You us. guys really should try these. So, are you guys? Ah, dang he- it! It's an empty are you guys <laughs> heading out in the morning or? Uh, yeah, I would say we were, were uh, regular. I think a good night rest would be good. Like, would be fine. They were not pressed for anything. Turn but, down service. But I will. Oh, that's not true. I want to talk to uh, that one guy's family member. From the All Face Shrine? Yes. Ravader, whatever his name is. Yes. Or did we want to talk to the wagon people? We know where their wheels are. Maybe there's a reward for the wheels. Possibility of a giant being there when they go back for them. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, did we ever find where those giant tracks lead? <laughs> <laughs> like, Perhaps we should warn them of the giant. Uh, we should <laughs> probably least. warn them of a giant. Something with giant boots. Something with two foot feet. Yes. There is a goblin clown in your yes. in your woods. Where <laughs> he has use. four. He has four feet. Each foot is two feet. <laughs> it it appeared that the tracks from the entrance from the tomb mm-hmm. kind of went to the like towards the long road, which would be northwest or would be west. Of where you guys were. Oh, the other thing, so, I would like to tell Pell's grandmother that uh, she should probably keep a better eye on her granddaughter. Okay. So she's went as far north as a day's travel to the tomb. <laughs> she's like, well, maybe half a, half a day's travel. Half a day's. Maybe. Yeah. I did see some little child's footprints, and you did say she tends to wander. Yeah. And she's like, what? Why? What? What did you find out there? It's classified. For some cheesy poofs, I might be a little more <laughs> loose-lipped. She's like, "Oh, I I appreciate you, uh, like looking into this." And uh, when was the last time you saw her? She slept here last night. Ah, she's good. She's like she's outside playing with the neighbors like normal. Yeah, I was assuming since we didn't find a dead child there that she was <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, she she thanks you and she gives you three of those. She's oh. Like she, you are my new favorite person in this place. Well, except for the guy who makes the cheese. Yeah, she. But she purchases them for you, and she says, "Like, go get yourself some, uh, some of your cheese rolls oh. that I know you like so much." Chicken. And uh, and, and you she find there? and she gives you a free chicken to oh. uh, for the road. I think I'm in love, boys. So you guys are going to go out to Lance Rock. Yes. Yes. I was going to talk to that guy and just let him know, like, there was some happenings uh, at your. Family uh, tomb. So he says, uh, and I'm he w- says, yeah, he says, I actually volunteer here in the town, like here at the All Faith Shrine. 
as you're probably already aware of, we always have two uh, workers, normally from Waterdeep or Neverwinter or something, and we volunteer our service here. And I've, I've always volunteered for Red Larch because this is where my ancestors used to live. And so I always come here to volunteer, but I, I don't know where his tomb is. Like, uh, be like, are you sure you don't know where his tomb is? He says, like, no, I, we've never found it. Like, there's, there's many tombs, like, throughout the hills and stuff, but and, I'm uh, a bit older now, and I don't, I don't really like to go into the... I'm looking at the, like, if this guy is, like, I'm, like, looking if this guy is, like, sweating or if anything is amiss. No. Um, he seems to genuinely not know where the tomb is, like... I'd be like, well, um, we may have found uh, a tomb we, uh, that uh, resides with your ancestor, but... Uh, this this will matter will be for another time. He we'll says, let you know if it uh, if anything comes of it. He says, I, "Well, he says that's excellent." He says, "I really would appreciate if you could show me like where it is sometime." Yes, uh, we just need to confirm. Could there be some commoner? He gives you a two healing potions, mm-hmm. and he says, "Like here, take these for your travels to make sure that saloon guides you on your way." I'd be like, uh, "These will be needed." And uh, I'd be like, you are very kind. I will be sure to return uh, if you have my word. Okay, thank you this day. Lance Rock, you get out there. It's probably about 6 o'clock at night by the time you guys get out there. Lance Rock is a narrow 25-foot minher of bare gray rock that juts eastward at a 60-degree angle. So this is like a huge granite, like almost like a pillar and you can tell, like, the surrounding rocks and stuff are uh, limestone. Like, it looks nothing like the it looks nothing like the, the surrounding area. And it just, like, looks like it lances the ground, basically. I'd be like, so, again, brother, we seem to have found something a, that is in your territory. And there's a little trail with a sign uh, that's near there. I track. Okay. Approaching the sign and stuff, you can see... There's a a small trail here that looks like it's been used by animals, and there's a couple, like, boot marks here, like, human size and stuff. And there's a sign, like, right beside the path, but because the path is so narrow and it seems like everything sticks on there, it's hard to distinguish, like, individual things. But there's, like, some boot prints, there's some bare feet, like, things like that. But on the sign, it says... Um, so people aren't don't have shoes? Yeah, there's, like, barefooted people that have walked this way okay we wanted to classify what type of booted bears yeah we wanted boot there's booted bears and barefoot humanoids yes okay so there's bears here they just have boots carry on so the sign says come no closer lest you catch the disfiguring plague that afflicts me the lord of lance rock there's a sign over here i can't read probably not important i say we ignore it and neither one of the two people that can read look at it and 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 you know you you know that there's a cave down here as well that's about 150 feet into the like cuz you're an outlander like you know like some does, of the geography Does this have stuff. any relation to my bear friend? Does what? Like this cave does it no, belong like to No, like the bear oh. is down in the Westwood okay, which is so... southeast and you guys are southwest of town. Okay. So. I see there is a cave down here. Probably where the bear tracks lead. And then I point out all the other tracks I found. The, ba- the barefoot humanoid tracks or the bear tracks? The bear tracks. No bear tracks. Just barefoot tracks. Barefoot tracks. 
Okay. I'm confused. I was not paying attention. Well, we could I thought read he said thing, bear tracks. But, uh, he said barefoot. Yeah, we could well, read this yeah. this thing. There's booted footprints where boots, like someone wearing boots, like a humanoid. Possibly a, a bear. <laughs> possibly a bear wearing boots. And there's bare feet, like human feet. <laughs> when you said bare feet. Of- <laughs> yeah. Not bear. I hate it when claw. I roleplay my intelligence too well. Yeah. I bet you five brews <laughs> there's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, though, you just can't tell. Okay, what is the thing on Lance's rock say? What, I mean, what am, what am I reading here? Come no closer, lest you catch the disfiguring plague that afflicts me. And then it's signed, the Lord of Lance Rock. Turns you into a bear. And that sign is, like, right beside this path that he knows goes back to a cave. Yes, there is a cave back there. But the the path is, like, kind of overgrown and stuff. It's not used that much. This uh, thing, what does this mean? What does this mean? I do not know. It's gibberish to me. We should probably move on. Yes. Could yeah. you read it out loud for me? Gummy worms and cheesy poof mushrooms. Oh my ahead. gosh. This is a sign from the heavens. Gummy worms and cheesy poofs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> does this mean does this mean anything to me? Um, what kind of meaning? What do you uh, mean? The name. Do we recognize yeah. Lord of Lance Rock yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Y- you've never heard of a Lord of Lance Rock like any time. Does this look like it's been there for a while? Nah. And no one in town mentioned anything about a disfigurement plague or anything. Ghosts, werewolves, she, giant uh, bears. Kalesa mentioned that there was people talking about a plague at Lance Rock, but she didn't know anybody that had been afflicted by it. Hmm. Are you guys taking the path, or are you going to sit at the sign and discuss the, <laughs> <laughs> the sign? Empirical or, evidence suggests we sit here. Or are you going to go over and look at the rock... The Lance Rock, or what are you going to do? I say we go up the Lance Rock. Guys, did I mention there's a cave? There'll probably be some bear prints down there. All right, let's go to the rock. I will do this. uh, So the rock looks like it has been, it's been here for quite some time. And nobody in town or anything can tell you stories of how it got here or anything like that. But you can tell that it does not belong here. Like it's... From elsewhere? Yeah, it's from elsewhere. It does. The, it's granite, and it's a limestone ground that it's in. So you guys can roll history checks, but you're okay. going to need a 20 to get anything. I just rolled a 20. So you guys don't need to roll them. Uh, so <laughs> I just wanted to. I didn't. Not even You, you know that you've heard tales, and it just seems to be like bedroom stories, basically, where like they... like. Bedtime stories to put a kid to bed and stuff. Oh, I was and like, those are two different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me change that. Versus Old wives' tales. Just pillow, pillow talk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've heard bedtime stories and stuff, and it didn't really seem like it was real. In the stories, there was a red dragon, and a it had basically encroached on a green dragon's territory. Named Old Gnawbone is what they called the green dragon. And the green dragon actually picked this up from the local mountains in the summit hills and flew over and dropped it onto the red dragon and killed it. Like, it skewered the red dragon. and But, yeah, like, this green dragon is apparently, like, ancient. Like, it's this happened, like, probably thousands of years ago. It lanced, according to tales. It lanced the red dragon. Old Nullbone yeah. used to be my name in high school. I love you, brother. <laughs> You're a valuable member of our team. You are a valuable asset <laughs> to the team. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, this is a, a, a wonderful story, but it means nothing to us. 
I'm sorry, my story. What a waste of time. <laughs> yes, I, I wish I had not told you that story. <laughs> <laughs> it has a no bearing on our I current mean, like, mission. No, this is a, you told you told the Dexon. But I told it as we were walking toward the rock. The, the rock and the cave. Cave and the rock. Yes. Well, away from the rock. <laughs> what he said. Bear so prints. You don't find anything. You follow the bear prints to the cave. So the cave mouth opens, opens towards the north. And there's a slight breeze coming from the from the cave mouth. And, like, the odor of just death comes from this cave. To the left, <laughs> of, the, to the left of the cave entrance, you can see, actually, you can see a um, another sign. And it says the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It says, come no closer lest you catch the, disfigur- the disfiguring plague that afflicts me. The Lord of Lance Rock. So, l- just looking inside the cave, because the light kind of spills into it right now. Mm-hmm. It's a natural cave and its floor and ceiling is uneven there's a passage that leads to the west and like the breeze coming out of there just it just reeks of death um i whatever's here is no longer living or something is eating many of those cheesy poofs yes (laughs) yes but uh we are looking for the source of these ill weathered earthquakes perhaps it is worth still proceeding forward I concur. I agree. Let us uh, let us continue, but cautiously. Yes. So going to the west, it's dark, like it's not lit up. This chamber here, the first like little thirty foot round natural cavern, mm-hmm. is lit up because the light streaming in, but it quickly goes to darkness uh, to the west that to that chamber to where you guys won't be able to see, except for him because he has dark vision. And I'm also basically live in fire and I produce light so we're good I shove a stick of wood up your ass and use you as a torch nice (laughs) (laughs) we gotta we gotta keep sticks away from him (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so what order are you guys going in Uh, as before Ben Tar will be in front I'll be I'll be like 10 feet behind shedding light for him to see and then uh, so he can you can see 10 feet in front of you dimly it's dim light so um, That's all I need. I'll uh, illuminate your, uh, what do you want, a shield? Illuminated? Yes. I'll illuminate your shield with uh, uh, the soft moon glow that uh, is a light spell. I will have uh, Weasel be smelling and listening for anything out of the ordinary. Okay. That's so, what weasels do. Uh, he immediately smells the scent of death. and We already know that, Weasel. Can he telepathically talk to you or like he can if I cast beast spawn okay but you haven't so no I have not he kind of like covers his nose like not impressed basically and you don't have to go too far down this cave so it you don't have to go too far down this cave to find like there's a dead body in the middle of the cave the cavern's only about seven or eight feet wide and like laying face down is a dead body and it's got like like tattered clothes and doesn't look healthy. <laughs> but uh, it seems like that's the sin of the ca- death that's coming from this place. I'd be like, I'd uh, I will try to like m- maneuver it over and try to inspect what the body is without touching it. What do you mean by maneuver over it? Like um, uh, fl- m- flip it over so I can see the face. Okay, so from the, looking at its back, it doesn't look like any wounds or anything are on its back. When you grab it and flip it over, 
sure enough, it's the zombie. So he comes alive and tries to grab you. You are the unluckiest gambler I've ever met. This guy, this guy grabs everything. He, he's... Perhaps you should give Everything up on the bad. gambling. Everything that's bad, I grab. Praying to all the religions to keep me alive. <laughs> there are no atheists in a cave with zombies. No. <laughs> a 15 versus your armor class? Nope. Okay. So he, like, when you flip over the body, you can see how he died. Like, mm-hmm. he's got, like, marks all over his chest where he's clearly been stabbed multiple times. Uh-huh. Uh, but the he has just like white pale eyes and he just lunges at you <laughs> what about his feet are they bare feet they are barefooted wait uh, like a bear or like no shoes he's like paw he's like claws and paws <laughs> okay rocky's doing the mental equivalent of beating his face onto the table <laughs> okay so 15 versus your armor class is a miss that is a miss okay so he uh after you turn him over he tries to lunge at you and then you immediately react. What do you do? I, um, uh, is he still prone? Yes. Okay. Well, then, uh, I think I just, I, I take my arrow and I just point it down. And Actually, it's just, no, he, he, he would stand up. Like, he would have sta- stood up on his turn. So he would have stood up and then tried to, like, as he's, like, trying to attack you. So. Okay. Well, then I, uh, drop my crossbow and, uh, draw my shield and try to shove him back with my shield and, uh, uh, moon glow emits, and I need dexterity save. Uh, fourteen. That passes. Yeah, yours is thirteen. It is. Um, so the moon glow. Uh, he. Uh, I, I'm just off with it, and I, I stand there now with my shield. Okay. So that was guiding bolt. That was no, just um, sacred water flame. So um, that misses, and then he lunges at you and tries to murk me again. He basically almost like kind of slaps you kind of grabbing at you mm-hmm. and you take three lightning damage so um Baoshan will step forward put my hands together and i'm going to cast burning hands and try to uh torch this foul beast he then needs to roll a dexterity saving throw uh negative one that <laughs> fails 13 points of damage fire damage and more importantly as a Wild Mage. I get to now roll D20 to see if I roll in the Wild Mage table. Yeah. I did not. The fire just cascades like all over him like as you're uh, chanting and stuff and he doesn't scream in pain or like almost doesn't even react to the fire that's just burning him. Almost as if he doesn't feel it. And then how does Bantar react? Stab with spear. Okay. That is a 16. That will hit. He looks very slow and not the least bit agile. Seven points of damage, and I'm aiming for the knee. Just kidding. The face. (laughs) All right. The knee face. Well, you miss and hit him in his bare feet. (laughs) (laughs) No, not my bare feet. And then we're back up to you. I I, uh, try to uh, light him up again to uh, make him easier to hit and uh, dexterity save. He passes. I'm going to stab him next time. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there is a next time for you. You're a cleric. It's so not what you do. He, he lunges at you, and it's so slow, and, like, he doesn't have a chance. So okay. You manage to dodge it. I uh, will uh, switch over. I don't waste all my spells. Uh, so fighter bolt to the fist with an 11. That will hit him. Ha-ha. Six more points of damage. 
Okay, so he erupts in fire and collapses to the ground. Good thing I stabbed him in the foot. <laughs> and then um, as, when he's on like fire, I just kind of like take some water and like dow somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stab him. <laughs> stab. Well, when, when you stab him, like dark blood comes out of him and like he's clearly been dead a while. I mean, like whatever is in this place is unholy that it, it makes the dead rise. Perhaps that is what these cultists are trying to accomplish. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.